Welcome to Dad Up, the podcast show for dads about dads being dads. I'm your host, Brian Ward. Thank you for listening. If you're new to the show, I hope you enjoy listening. Please make sure you subscribe so you don't miss anything. My guest today on Dad Up is Joe Nakamura. Joe has an amazing story as he shares the rough childhood and home life he went through. As a young child, he indicates he thought he had met the devil with all the things he was experiencing. He shared how he can remember as a young child trying to reach out to the Lord, but not hearing him or truly understanding that he really was there. At the age of 22, Joe finally heard the Lord speaking to him. Joe is now an avid runner and owns a fitness store and fitness studio called Run Republic. He also runs a couple of nonprofits directed through the running community. He works a lot with kids and his church. I appreciate Joe talking with me on Dad Up. In our conversation, he speaks to how he can be a more effective father just based on the experiences he went through as a child and young adult. Please welcome Joe Nakamura to Dad Up. Thank you very much for taking the time to uh, to join me on my Dad Up podcast. You know, I've been following you for a while and, and, and really enjoy your content, and so I'm excited to have you on. Great. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I've been enjoying listening to the podcast, too, so... Great. You reached out to me. I've been listening to it, and I really enjoyed uh, Hayden Hawks the other day. That was great. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good guy. Mm-hmm. He's a good guy. Um, well, cool. Why don't we do this uh, for my listeners that don't know uh, much about you? Uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself, your story? Because uh, I, I kind of looked looked you up and kind of did a little bit of research on you, and, and uh, you kind of got an interesting background. So I want my listeners to know a little bit more about you, your story, and also about your family life. Okay. Yeah, sounds good. So I, uh, I'm married. I have three kids, uh, but my life growing up, um, I have three brothers and three sisters, um, two, you know, half siblings, a stepsister, kind of like the Brady Bunch. Uh, my upbringing, I, I would say is kind of rough in the beginning. Um, and I think that kind of you know, is what surprises people, uh, you know, from where I'm at right now today from where I started. So, um, my parents got divorced, you know, when I was five and my, uh, both my parents had issues with, you know, legal issues with the law and, you know, drug abuse and those kind of things. And, uh, so my dad, uh, he spent some time, you know, put away in, uh, in prison and my, we lived with my mom, but she was addicted to heroin and, uh, there's a lot that I'm going to share here. It's just, uh, no, go for it. Go okay. For it. So, um, yeah, so she ended up, uh, overdosing and, uh, you know, losing mm. her life to heroin when I was 13. Um, oh, wow. and so when my dad, when it got to a point living with my mom, that just got so bad that she ended up giving custody back to my dad. So my dad lost custody of us completely. And at the time it was just myself, uh, an older brother, a brother that's a year younger and a sister that's two years younger. So at that time, we're all living with my mom. My dad lost custody. Um, you know, he had introduced her to heroin. Uh, and then when he, you know, when went to prison, he got cleaned up from it, but my mom didn't. And she ended up ODing on it. But she, you know, before, before that happened, she gave us back to my dad. She couldn't take care of us. Um, but I would say growing up in that time frame, um, you know, from the time basically that I was born, until about 10 years old, I had to grow up really fast. I saw all sorts of things, you know, with my mom, she, you know, she would prostitute to, to get money. She was, you know, we were on the streets and, you know, stealing, she would, you know, talk us into stealing food from grocery stores and stuff just to, to eat. So, um, 
and she had all sorts of weird people, uh, you know, that she was around that, uh, um, just kind of forced us to grow up fast and just try to take care of ourselves and, you know, figure things out. And I think, uh, um, I wasn't raised in a, a Christian home. We didn't go to church or anything like that, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a born again Christian now. And, and lots of times people ask me, well, how did, you know, how did that happen? Or, you know, why is your faith so strong? Right. And why do you live your life as a Christian? And one of the first things that comes to mind is, well, I felt like I met the devil <laughs> and evil right. at such a young age. It's like, it was almost, it, it was almost like, you know, I knew that there was, you know, so much bad out there that I just right away was already seeking and looking for something good to help me and save me. So, right. but uh, definitely wasn't raised that way. So, you know, fast forward to like high school and, uh, you know, living with my, my dad and, and he, uh, you know, got remarried and, and uh, my stepmom, I've never, you know, called her stepmom or anything. She's my mom and she's awesome. And, and, you know, for anybody, oh, that's to, good. That's cool. Yeah, for anybody to, uh, you know, to take on, four kids that weren't her own, um, you know, and to, to work on that with my dad, um, you know, she's an amazing person, but, uh, you know, just to get into that, like what was going on at that point still was really difficult, uh, in our household, just living with my, my dad, although he wasn't, you know, doing the same things that he was, you know, previously, uh, with drugs, he was just still like, you know, he hadn't found himself or his, like, he wasn't, uh, he's just real frustrated with a lot of things. And I think that he felt very overwhelmed with having, you know, seven kids and all the bills to pay and that kind of stuff that dad struggled with. So, um, so anyway, just to give you an example real quick, I went to church when I was 15 years old and my dad found out and we, we got in a fist fight over it. So oh, <laughs> that's how really? he did it. Yeah. He didn't want me to go. So definitely wasn't brought up, uh, you know, doing that stuff and, and the advice that my dad used to give me in my teenage years, I literally would tell people, you know, after my dad would talk to me, sometimes we'd go on and, you know, we'd hang out and he would say, Hey, you know, this is what you're supposed to do in life when it comes to women. This is what you're supposed to do in life when it comes to your career and da da da. And I literally would tell people, I'm just going to do the opposite of what he right. said. <laughs> so, it's not that way now, thank God. Um, but yeah, but so, but growing up, it was a little rough like that. But, but anyways, fast forward. So now I, you know, I have my family of my own and, and I'm enjoying life. And so, yeah, that, um, so, so when you got, you said you were born again, Christian, when you got introduced, I guess, to, to, um, to religion or Christianity, was it through a friend or how did you kind of stumble across uh, upon it? You know, so, so when I was a little kid and we were, you know, on the streets and my mom was, going around looking for, you know, some sort of drug or something to get high. There were people that I remember that would hand us those little chick tracks. Right. Were like Christian comic books. So, I mean, as far back as I could remember, even before I could read, I was collecting those from just random people off the streets. And I had a stack that I would just keep my brothers and sisters and I, and we would just read them. And I remember my older brother would, he understood it, you know, much much more than I did at the time because he was older and he could read. But basically I remember looking at the pictures and just seeing these pictures of people struggling and their life struggling. And some of those stories were just like what I was going through where, you know, people on the streets and, 
you know, then they asked God to help them and then God saved them. Right. And they had this little drawing of Jesus. So I distinctly remember being five years old, praying and asking God to save me, but not knowing. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? God was was looking for you when you were five years old. Oh yeah. Yeah. And and looking back on it, like, and it, it really wasn't until I was about 20, I was 22 years old. I remember. And I was, you know, outside washing my car and, and, uh, I just got overwhelmed with that understanding of, man, he's been here trying to help me from day one, you know, and, and it totally overwhelmed me because at the time, you know, I was still really dealing with a lot of anger issues and, and confusion over like, Hey, why was I born? Was I born, you know, to be in this life where, you know, my parents were abusive to us and to themselves. And, you know, my mom lost her life and, you know, all I wanted to do when I was younger was, was grow up and, and turn 18 years old so I could leave, you know, my dad and go find my mom and take care of her. Right. And then when I was 13, you know, she passed, passed away. And so from that, then I got really upset and I was like, man, you know, felt like my world was crushed. Um, and so I just remember being, you know, 22 years old and I was just, I was still at that time, I would tell people I was a, you know, born again Christian. And, and I was, I really, I think from that entire time, five years old and old and, and, and afterwards, I was always looking for help, but, you know, I think, you know, how it is when you, you know, you first become a Christian, you're always learning, right. you're always changing. Right. right. So, so, yeah, for me, I just, uh, I did come to the realization when I was about, when I was 22, where I was like, wow, he has been there trying to help me this whole time. And I actually became very thankful for all of those negative situations in my life. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, like all the trials that you go Absolutely. through, all the struggles, I became thankful for it. And I was like, you know what? I'm only 22 and I already feel like I've lived, you know, three lifetimes. And I'm like, feel like I found the answer and meaning to life. You know, <laughs> I was right. so dependent. I was just like, wow, like this is, uh, no, know, absolutely. I know. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. And, and, well, let me ask you this. When you went through a lot of stuff as a, as a kid and as a teenager, uh, and now as an adult with, with kids of your own, how has the things that you went through as a lo- in your life, in your own life, um, um, kind of uh, influenced you? Or in, uh, I guess, how, how are the things that you went through in your life um, helped you to be the dad you are today? I. I think in every way, it's just like, I have, you know, I don't have regrets for things that happened. I, I, have, I feel like I have this really deep understanding of, you know, just what happens in life and, you know, the sinful nature of people and what happens when people are lost and all the struggles that, you know, everybody could go through and people do go through. And, and um, I feel like there's not much, I think, that would shock me. You know, and I right. so, you know, if my, my, if I, if I found my kid doing this or, you know, whatever, I don't think it would shock me. You know, it's like, right. I was, I was rolling joints for my mom when I was seven years old. I, I, you yeah. know, I was loading up her needle for heroin when I was eight years old. You know, it's like, I don't, you know, what can my kids throw at me that I'm not, you know, that's going to surprise me. I don't know right. <laughs> yeah. uh, at this point. So I think, but I, I just feel really. I feel like I have a lot of patience and I just feel, um, 
like I just have that comfort of, of knowing that, you know, I've been through this, so I can get through yeah. that, you know? Now, do your kids know your story? Yeah, they do. Um, you know, How old are they again? Everything all the time. Um, my youngest boy is 12. Uh, my daughter's 14 and my oldest is 19. My oldest boy is 19. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you, so they, they, they know your story. At least the, at least the two older ones do for the most yeah. part. Um, well, that's good. Now what, uh, now I have two boys. I have my, my oldest son's 21 and my youngest son is, uh, 18, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they've got, they've known through some of the, they, they know some of the stuff that I've gone through in my life. Um, but you know, when it comes to being a dad, what kind of things, what do you enjoy most about being a dad? Um, you know, so I enjoy uh, a couple things the most, I would say. So it's the um, the time that I get to spend with them. So like that instant just joy of being able to experience something with them, uh, see the emotions, you know, that they have when they do something for the first time. Right. Um, I, I love that. That's always just like, that's like instant gratification of being a parent, you know, all those right. positive things. Kid come home, comes home from, you know, school and gets an A on a paper and they're so happy and, you know, and you see that and you get that instantly. Um, But the other thing that I really enjoy about being a dad is the kind of like the the, the delayed gratification where it's like you, you, you spend all this time trying to instill things into your children and and coach them up and teach them, you know, how to grow up and uh, be good people. and, And then, but you don't, sometimes you don't really see that right away. And then, it comes later on, you know, something happens and, and you find out how they responded to a situation or something. So it's kind of, you know, I, I feel like I get a lot of that with my mm-hmm. kids and, and when that happens, it just feel really blessed when I'm just like, wow, my kids are, you know, it's almost like they're on autopilot. Yeah. You know, especially as you get older and it's right. like, you're thinking all these things that you did and, and all the conversations that you had and, the times where you had to discipline them and lecture them when they were younger that you didn't, you, you know, you don't know if they're going to receive those things and act upon it as, as this, if those situations are going to come up as they get older and then you see it. And I, and those times where that happens and, and you get to kind of sit back and see your kids just act, you know, responsibly and do the yeah. things that you coach them up on years and years prior. Right. You know, that that's like proud dad more. moment. Yeah, proud, and so, proud bad moment for sure. Yeah, so thankfully I get to have a lot of those these days. So. Cool, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. What, now, what about challenges? What kind of challenges do you face being a dad? Um, number one, I was managing my time. You know, so right. having three kids, and and for me having, you know, my own business and and being involved with, uh, you know, some nonprofits and volunteering at church, and I just have a lot that. I'm always doing, and then I have my own uh, physical fitness, you know, my competitive nature is growing up as being a kind of an athlete my whole life. I still, you know, I don't feel right unless I'm training. So just managing my time, uh, you know, with the kids and the wife and everything. So um, right. that is always a challenge. Um, and then, uh, you know, number two is just navigating, I guess, through all the personalities in the household and trying to lead the house yeah so so everybody works you know cooperatively so it's kind of right you know those yeah i I think i think you know time is is for sure uh you know most of the dads that i talk to that's what they say and it's it's 
it's one of those things you got to find the balance with, with everything. And uh, as long as you're as long as you're attentive and, and you're present around them, um, then uh, balancing the time is uh, is actually pretty easy. But um, but yeah, you you're running business. You're doing a lot of uh, um, outside stuff that uh, can t- can be time consuming. Same thing with me. I mean, I'm between. Uh, you know, my, I work at a, I work my day job and I also coach at night and then I'm doing the podcast. I, it's trying to find the, the time with the kids as well and the family for sure. Yeah. Um, but what way, uh, and what way did your life change when you became a dad? So, um, I mean, in all ways it changed it, but the number one, uh, thing that, that happened and it was almost like it happened instantly. Um, when my first child was born, like right there in the hospital, I felt like my heart was like expanded. It just felt like in ways that I couldn't comprehend before it was my heart and my mind. I would just felt like, wow. Um, I, I felt like, okay, this is, this is how much my dad did. My dad feel this when I was, right. born, you know, every time my siblings were born, did he feel like, I just felt like this huge connection to all the like parent figures in my life. And I felt mm-hmm like the things that they were telling me and all the time that they spent with me, I just felt so much more appreciative and it was almost instant though. It was really, I don't know. It's like a miracle, you know, it's like the miracle of, of life. You know, you see the, the child right. born and just, and, but it's something that you, it's like you, you can't, I did not expect that, you know, yeah, all the stress instant, of yeah. instant love, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah but I think that's, uh, the biggest, and it's always stayed with me, you know, that right. feeling. it's just like, it, it's that I changed right at that moment. And sometimes, you know, I look at other, I hear stories, you know, terrible stories and stuff, kind of maybe even a little similar to what happened with my parents and, and my upbringing a little bit, but sometimes I feel like, okay, you know, maybe not everybody experiences that. Maybe other people, they just have an opposite feeling of just being overwhelmed and stressed, you know, and, and they run away from being a parent. But uh, for me, Thankfully, it was, you know, the more positive response. I was just super overwhelmed with joy. So. Yeah, yeah, and that's uh, that's 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 important, and it's um, it's something that you're right. It's not something that you just force yourself to feel. It's on automatic. Um, yeah, and it's 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 really a neat neat experience to go through, and it's something that you go through for the rest of their lives. Um, so that's, that's cool. Then now when it comes to kind of shifting gears here, when it comes to, um, to discipline, you, your kids are, are a little older. You got one that's still 12, but, um, when it comes to discipline, how do you, how do you guys discipline, uh, when, uh, when they kind of make mistakes? So I, uh, for me, I, I enjoy explaining, uh, the situation, you know, that okay. like when there's a situation that comes up and, and, uh, you know, one kid, let's say hit another kid or whatever, you know, did something they weren't supposed to do. It's like, okay, I want to sit them down and explain to them, like, look at, you know, this is what happened and this is why, you know, you shouldn't have done that. And I think just by explaining it and then explaining what the consequences, you know, should be, what they, what they are, what they can be, um, how it relates to other things in their life. Mm -hmm. Um, that's how I like to deal with it. I like to deal with it kind of, not emotionally reacting, you know, with that immediate like negative emotional response. Cause I think, I think that's so much of what I remember as a child being frustrated with was like, 
you know, you do something not knowing necessarily if it's the right or wrong thing to do. Even if it was, looking back on it, definitely the wrong thing to do. But let's say you do it, and then all of a sudden you're getting slapped across the face or something, then it's just, right. I don't feel like there's any type of, you know, I, I just feel like there's more negative, you know, response to that. As a child, they're not going to really, you know, you're not, you're not understanding. You just know, hey, I'm going to get hit if I do this, but you don't maybe understand the whole spectrum of everything. So for me, I just, I always pull back and I'm kind of like, okay, you know, let's talk about this and, and, and let me explain this to you. And when I explain it, I, I like, I actually enjoy seeing my kids kind of like pick the light bulb go off in their head with like, oh yeah, I definitely shouldn't have done that. And, and half the time, whatever the discipline is, like the, you know, the response, the consequences, the restriction or whatever that I'm going to have to, you know, put on them to, to help them grow out of that issue. Lots of times they'll, they'll be harder on themselves once they right. realize what they that's did. Cool. That's cool. So, but that, that's, so they, they're, that's cool. That the accepting, accepting of the punishment um, and understanding of the punishment uh, because of the way that that was explained to them. And they realize, Oh yeah, you're right. That is something I shouldn't have done. Or that is something that I did wrong. Yeah. I get it. Um, that's cool. Uh, that's, that's, it's something that that makes it that makes it much easier to deal with when you have to when you have to uh, be the disciplinarian that, that makes it much easier to deal with. Um, how about social How about social media? Now they're older, so yeah. I'm sure they have uh, cell phones or access to social media. How do you How do you guys monitor that? Uh, well, we have access to their accounts as well, but I, you know, between you and I, I'm not fishing on their accounts all the time, but, uh, right. um, but they know that we have access and they, they never, um, if I'm like, Hey, let me see your phone. Um, if I see them on social media and I, I glance over and I might see something on their screen that it looks questionable, but Hey, let me see your phone real quick. They, they never hesitate to hand it to me. If they did, then I would have to handle it, you know, differently. But, um, for the most part, it's just kind of like, like the way that I, I raise up my kids and everything with the, you know, with discipline, like we just talked about, I just kind of right. understand that, you know, spending so much time on the screen and, and certain things, to, you know, that you need to be cautious of with social media, they understand those things and, and they're, they're really responsible. So I'm, I'm just well, kind good. of, you know, blessed in that way. The kid, my kids are super smart, they're super responsible. And it's just, it's, I'm, I'm really am enjoying a lot of that, um, you know, I think, I guess, just the, the fruits of the labor that I put in when they were younger, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so. And that's part of, part of the experiences that you went through as a child as well. Um, yeah. Kind of, it's kind of shown you what not to do um, in raising your own kids. Um, but, oh, that's good. That's, that's, you know, part of their, part of their influence also comes from uh, the people that they hang around, uh, whether it's other adults or their friends outside of the home. Yeah. Um, so do you know, do they have a, a relationship with, uh, with the Lord? They do. Yeah, actually. Yeah. I think was two years ago, my youngest son, you know, we were at church and all of a sudden he just kind of was like, Hey, you know, I want to give my life to the Lord and he wanted to get baptized and all that. So, um, so yeah, they do. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Now, what about, uh, you're, you're a runner and I know yep. that, uh, I know that they enjoy running, but, uh, if they wanted to kind of follow in your footsteps and maybe uh, run some sort of uh, nonprofit organization or something, is that something you'd be up for them doing or? Yeah, for sure. I, I, um, you know, as far as, 
like, so my running, I, I grew up, you know, from a, uh, athletic standpoint, I grew up doing judo and wrestling and mm-hmm. wrestled, you know, in high school and college, but I didn't really get into running until I was 30 years old. Uh, so I guess about 11 years ago. Same with me. Same yeah. Me. So, um, but that was also, you know, because I was a, a, I was a dad and it was more convenient for the family life to satisfy my craving, you know, for competition and, and pushing myself. It, it's much easier to just throw the shoes on and go run at 5 a.m. Right. before work than to try to find somebody to, to wrestle with, you know, so, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and I, my last couple tournaments, I had some bad injuries and, and that's not good on the family life when you're limping around from a torn ligament or something for like a year. <laughs> so yeah. that doesn't work. So, um, but yeah, so with my kids though, if they, you know, if they want to be entrepreneurial and they want to have their own business or they want to, you know, start up, uh, you know, whatever that business might be, a nonprofit or a for-profit, whatever. Um, I definitely would be, you know, supportive. I don't, I don't feel like they have to do that. I'm not pushing them, you know, to do those things, but Mm -hmm. I want them to understand, like to have more, I guess, like a fuller, more, you know, a broader understanding of, of what, you know, your options are career wise, you know, when it comes to that point, then I think what I had growing up, I, you know, I remember having a conversation with, uh, you know, my mom and she was telling me, you know, how much minimum wage was when I was right. in junior high. And I remember, you know, she was working at, she still works at a grocery store and she's a manager and she's been there forever. And, and, um, but I remember, you know, she was like, Hey, you know, when you turn 15 or 16, you can get a job and you'll make minimum wage to start, but you can move up in the union and all this. And, and as she's talking, I just, I, the thing that stuck out was minimum wage. And I go, what's minimum wage? You know, and she's like, Oh, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, you know, it's the, it's the amount that the businesses are, are, they have to give you at least as much the government says. And I go, okay, well, how much is it? I think at the time it was like $4 or whatever. Right. And I, was, <laughs> I, I laughed, I couldn't help myself from laughing, you know, and she got kind of mad and here I am in junior high. And I was like, I was like, well, I'm never going to do that. I go, that's not even enough to, you know, live off of. And, right. you know, but, um, <laughs> but I didn't really have coaching to go in any other direction. You know, okay. I, it was kind of like, you know, my dad, uh, he's a, a produce broker, you know, he buys and sells wholesale produce, you know, straight from the farms and, you know, sells it to the grocery stores and stuff. Right. And he's been doing that pretty much all of his life. And so he has, you know, sales and, you know, commission and stuff. And then my, my mom working, you know, at the grocery stores and with the unions, you know, back in the the day and just kind of waiting for every, you know, 60 to 90 days to get a 10 cent raise or whatever. And those were the two mindsets that I was, I think, exposed to, but never really exposed to, you know, Hey, you can open up your own business. You know, you can right. make your own way in this world, you know, right. financially. So um, with my kids, I feel like, I just want them to kind of understand the pros and cons of going all different directions and, you know, mm-hmm. what that can be. And, and at least as much as I understand it on what you can do, you know, in this world, uh, career wise, I'd want them to understand. And, um, so whether they follow that or not, you know, up to them, but they consider, uh, you know, the pros and cons and, and if I can see them making a, you know, smart choice. So, 
And I believe there's, you know, you don't have to be an entrepreneur and you don't have to open up your own business, um, you know, to be, <laughs> to be happy and to be doing the right thing career-wise, you know, in this world. You know, I feel like, you know, I have my brother that's a year younger. He's a principal of a high school. And, okay. you know, he doesn't, he doesn't own his own business. But what he's doing, I would say, in so many ways, is a greater blessing to society than what I'm doing. You know, he chose yeah. a different path, and that's what he's doing. And, you know, I own my own business. He, you know, he's in the education business, but he's, you know, he, he somebody else is writing his paycheck to him, right? So, but I, right. I feel like if my kids were to do something, you know, anything that's going to, you know, be a blessing to society and to themselves and, you know. And yeah, no, absolutely. As long as they're, as long as they're, passionate about it they love what they're doing and, it, and it's um it's something that they can they can live a fulfilling life doing then uh yeah i, f- I feel the same way i'm like that yeah too. my boys you know i was i spent uh i spent time in the in the marine corps and I've, I've always encouraged my boys to go into the military just uh, more so just for the discipline and the education and the benefit side of it but neither one of them want to do that that's fine with me if they don't want to yeah. go into the military that's fine with me they 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 have their own their own ideas of what they want to do, and as long as they are passionate about it and um, and strive to do the best they can at it, uh, then I'm all for it. Yeah, so cool. What do you What do you wish you knew before you had kids that you know now? Um, well, you, you know, okay, when you're expecting a child, like after you're already expecting, right? So after my wife was already pregnant, everybody's saying to you, "Oh, you know." spend as much time as, as you can and cherish every moment when your baby's born. Cause the time goes by so fast and they say that, and it's like, you don't really understand it yet. Cause you haven't had a, the, the, your kid yet. Right. Right. But, but looking, I mean, it's really is true. And more so than you can understand until that time happens. And I feel like, you know, if I could tell myself, you know, now if I can talk to myself before I had kids, I would say, Hey, you know, prepare you know, try to prepare your, your life as much as you can so that you can be in a position to spend as much time as you can, you know, with your child immediately when they're born, not, you know, yeah. Spending the first five years, you know, grinding and working to try to, you know, alleviate your schedule so you can spend more time with them. You don't want to miss any of it. You know, what I would, would, would definitely try to preach to myself, you know, or to anybody that's about to have kids like, Hey, and I think it's not talked about enough, actually. Like when I like, like when I look at the whole, you know, my life and leading up to my first child, I don't think there were conversations that anybody had with me until we were already expecting a child where they were like, hey, you know, it, time's going to fly by so fast and you got to cherish every moment. I think if it's something that might be talked about a little bit more, you know, mm-hmm. in, a, in the family structure or just in society in general, it's like, hey, you want to be in a position when you have your children to spend time with them. I mean, time is the most important thing. So absolutely. You're, you're, you're a hundred percent right. And it's funny. I mean, you're, you're, you have two that are, that are a little older now. You you have one that's 12, but um, I mean, it's crazy that my, my boy is 21 and 18 and it feels like it was just last week that they were, that they were born. And we were just, my, my wife and I were just talking about this the other day. My, my younger son, he's a, he's a senior in high school now. And it seems like it was just the beginning of the school year that he was a freshman in high school and now he's already going to be graduating in June. And it's just, Oh my goodness. Yeah. So yeah it's, it, it, but I, you know, I'm fortunate in that 
I've had, you know, my experience with my boys, I have coached on practically every single team that they've ever been on, whether it's been basketball, uh, flag football, or baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been a coach, uh, either a head coach or an assistant coach in some way. And now my younger son being, you know, he plays um, high school basketball, and I'm the assistant coach on his basketball team. So I, I get I get to spend the quality time that I, that I uh, want to have with them. Um, just being a coach on their team, so and that I used to, yeah, no, it's it's a lot of fun. I love it. I've always I've always enjoyed it, and uh, you know, not only it makes it challenging because I'm their dad, but at the same time, I'm a coach. So there's a level of respect they're supposed to give me, and because I'm their right. dad, there's that you know that level of respect's kind of lost a little bit. But uh, <laughs> um, but it's 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 fun. But that probably yeah. goes along the lines of, uh, you know, if I were to ask you what advice would you give new dads, it's just to spending the, as much time as you can with, with your kids, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Position yourself uh, as much as you can to to do that, you know. And, and I have, uh, you know, former employees that are, you know, much younger than I am that are now in a position where they're having, you know, kids. And, and I see them, you know, rushing to you know, earn as much money as they can or advance in whatever, you know, their business is so that, yeah, so that they can be in a position to spend more time with their kids. And, and it's just a reminder. I mean, even recently I have a couple, you know, friends that are, that are younger, they're just having their first child and and they're just grinding so hard right now. They're like, Oh, you know, in in, in seven months, my child's going to be born. So I'm taking all the overtime that I can and they're doing, you know, all the extra stuff they can. And um, it's just even more of a reminder that like, you know, I'm going to, like this conversation that we're having, you asking me these questions is great because I'm going to sit down with my 19 year old and my kids and say, Hey, like, you know, mm-hmm. work on this, this, and this, because, you know, and, and let them tell me if they want to have a family and think about those things, but basically just kind of get the gears moving in that direction where it's like, Hey, you know, if you really do want to have kids and a family someday, then, you know, get yourself together so that you can spend time with them and, and really make it as successful as you know situation and, and not be, regretting, you know, that you didn't get to spend time because you had to work, you know, so much just to survive. So, right. Yeah. Right. No, good points. Now, what about uh, if you, if I were to ask you if you had the you know, the secret, if you had, if Joe had the secret to raising <laughs> good kids, yeah. if he had the secret and you had to share it with me, what would that secret be? Uh, so for me, it, it's going to be um, just regurgitating, you know, what, what was given to me that I, that, has been a huge blessing. So it's really, it's, it's that proverb, Proverbs, you know, chapter 22, verse six, where it says train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he is old, mm-hmm. he won't depart from it. And obviously, Absolutely. you know, the Bible's talking about training them up in the way of the Lord and, and the biblical values. But um, that's, you know, one side of it. And then, you know, the other side is so, and kind of tied into that last question that you asked me that it, um, I, I feel like, you have to surround yourself with mentors and people that, that you might view as uh, successfully, you know, parenting, like, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you have to, you know, be intentional, intentional about making those relationships with those people. So I have, I have, you know, different pastors and that are married and, you know, friends that are older and, and that I look at, you know, what they've done, you know, with their, their family and, and how their kids turned out. And I, and I respect it. And I'm like, that's you know, what I want to do. And so this, this one pastor, 
you know, friend of mine, he, uh, you know, he told me one time, he said, uh, and this was before I had kids. He was like, he was, he was just sharing on a Bible study, how he realized that, that his kids weren't his, uh, that they were God's. Right. And that he, right. and God was giving him the responsibility of taking care of these kids, these people, you know, for a certain time frame, Right. And, and that just kind of blew my mind. I remember being yeah, that's really funny and I was like, what? I was like, you know, cause <laughs> I, I'd heard, I'd heard kind of like, you know, I heard things coming from my parents where it was like, I, t- I brought you in this world. I could take you out. Those kind of things. Right. Your dad's like, what? You're talking back to me. I brought you in. I could take you out, you know? So, and then to hear this other man say, Hey, you know, this baby that I had isn't even mine. God brought this person into this planet and, you know, into this world and just gave me the responsibility of taking care of them for a certain season. And I was like, it just blew my mind. I was like, Whoa, (laughs) you know, and that just sent me, sent me going on this, you know, it's almost like a never ending path of seeking what that means and how to do it the right way. But, um, right but it kind of goes back to that verse. It's like, you know, train up your child in the way, you know, he should go. And he, when he's old, he won't depart from it. So it's like, that's so deep though. It's just like, well, what's the way that he should go and what does that mean? And, 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 but I think it just puts you in that position. If I can give that, you know, that, that secret to raising kids to somebody that I feel is like the secret, it's going to be what's, you know, what comes from that verse and that, and that, that mindset of being like, look, it's, it's, uh, this is a person that, you know, you don't own them, you know, they're their own person and mm-hmm. you have a responsibility to be a good steward of that. And, and, uh, and you could take it as far as you want, you know, for me, it's like, you know, that the Bible itself, it's like, it, it was written over 1500 years, you know, 66 books, 40 authors, and you could have that just in your hand, you mm-hmm. know, so much knowledge. And to me, the entire Bible is like a love story of it's all about relationships and how to, how to navigate, you know, through this, your life, you know, in the way that's going to be best for everybody, you know, kids, neighbors, you know, your spouses, everybody in your life. So I think, you know, if you can just start, if I could tell somebody, Hey, if, if, if what I'm saying doesn't make any sense to you, right? <laughs> and you're not a Christian, you're not, you know, thinking that way, I, I would say then, you know, the advice would be start having those soul searching, like real life, deep questions with yourself. If you're going to be a parent, first, you need to figure out, you know, what's the meaning of life, you know, go through yeah. those soul searching questions and try to figure that out. And, and I, and that's how it happened with me too. I was like, I remember, you know, being at a point where I was like, although I had prayed to God so many times when I was, you know, five years old, six years old, going through all those hardships, really trying to get help. And then even when I was older, you know, in my early twenties, just barely getting to a point where I was thankful for all those hardships. Mm-hmm. There were times where I was like, I was like, if I don't even know if God's real, you know, right. so I would just yell out to God, like, Hey, if you're real, you better, you know, you better prove it because I'm not really seeing any evidence, you know? And, um, but I think my advice would be, you know, 
you have to have those conversations. Like if you have doubt or you're not a believer, you have to, you have to figure out, okay, well, like really, why are you that way? You know? And if you can't figure those things out and you can't, then, you know, how are you going to help somebody else? And, you know, and it just, it kind of all ties together. It's like, I, my belief, you know, and, you know, in the Lord and in the Bible and in, in having other people looking up to other people to help mentor me and, and believing that, you know, God uses people to help people, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's like a full circle, like all right. of that tied in together is the secret to raising your kids is the secret to having a healthy, you know, life and, and a healthy position, you know, in society is knowing like people, need to work together you know you need to understand what love really is what is real parenting you know what is you know and and i feel like the ultimate source of that comes from understanding that relationship between you know our creator and ourselves that's where it starts so well that's my secret (laughs) no that's that's probably the best answer i've ever received seriously no that's um you showed you're so right it's you know, they honestly, my 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 opinion, and, and there may be people that listen to this that may disagree, but my opinion is, in order to have a um, uh, a healthy uh, life and a healthy relationship with those around you, you've got to have that relationship with the Lord, for sure. Um, yeah. And it's the only way you're going to find uh, uh, the true true love, I guess, in 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 how you raise not only your kids but um, also how you interact with. You know, your spouse and those around you, but that's a that's a great answer, Joe. Um, so now that we're uh, kind of finished up with those, uh, if my listeners wanted to look you up, kind of find out a little bit more about you, how how would they go about it? Um, so my primary business right now that I'm you know that I'm it's two years old and I'm really trying to you know grow this thing because I feel like it's a it's a solution for society. It's uh, I opened up a running store, but it's a, it's a specialty retail running store. So you have all your running shoes and your clothes and nutrition and gear and all that, but it's also a fitness studio. So under the same roof, because, you know, people that are going to buy running shoes and athletic clothing, they obviously need to exercise. So it's, it's a one-stop shop. So if they want to, if they're interested in maybe what I'm doing, you know, financially or from a business standpoint, they could check out uh, WeRunRepublic.com and that's uh, the website to the store. The store is called Run Republic and if they want to find me on Instagram, it's uh, Run With Jesus. So, <laughs> cool. That's my Instagram, at Run With Jesus, yeah. Cool. Where's the, where's the store located? Because I know you're, are you in Riverside? Uh, you know, so I, I live in... Um, Eastvale, but the store's in Walnut. So it's okay. right next to Mount Sac and Cal Poly Pomona on the same street. Okay. And, uh, yep. Cool. I'm going to have to go in there. Then. Yeah, please do. Yeah, let me know if you're coming. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, Joe, I appreciate you uh, taking the time out of your New Year's Day to, uh, <laughs> to chat with me. Um, I feel like I've, uh, I've got a new friend and um, we'll certainly stay in touch and maybe one of these days we can get out for a run. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, happy new year. Yeah, cool. Well, thanks again, Joe. Uh, I'll let you get on with your day, but I appreciate you, brother, and uh, I'll certainly stay in touch, okay? Okay, thank you. 
All right, man. Take care. Thank you again to Joe for talking to me on Dad Up. Joe is very dedicated to his family and, as you heard, very involved in his community, his nonprofits, and his church. Joe represents the Dad Up community very well. Thank you, as always, for listening to the show. And as I said before, please subscribe. It is also so important you share the show with others. The only way the show continues to get noticed is if you're sharing it and talking about it. Excited about upcoming shows, some great guests lined up, so stay locked in for those. If you have any comments or questions or suggestions or for guests or would like to be a guest yourself, please let me know. You can message me on my Instagram page at Coach B. Ward, or you can email me at dataptribe at gmail.com. As always, I'm your host, Brian Ward. Thank you for listening. This is Dad Up.